my name is Ashley, and I'm here with my co-host, Carrie McAvoy, and you're listening to How to Publish Your Book Podcast, where we're helping writers become authors. Today, we're going to talk about the ever-changing parts of your author platform and different ways to market. So, hi, Carrie. Hey, <laughs> Ashley. Good to see you today. It's good to see you too. So in moving with our new format, we're first going to start off the episode talking about what is something that was uh, creatively inspiring to you or a new tool that you found, something that was cool and helps you out with your um, author path this week. Well, what I came across this week was an update and it was actually a YouTuber was updating us on a upcoming change. I believe it happens in June that Facebook is no longer offering analytics except to its business suite. So those people who don't have access to business suite will not be getting information about what's happening with their posts, particularly their, their, um, they'll hear, they'll get information on their ads, but they won't get information on who's seeing their posts or how well their posts are performing, which those of us who are using that for timing analytics, uh, maybe even figuring out what messages are delivering that's going to suddenly result in us being blind. It's why they're doing it is a whole nother topic and interesting. But my takeaway on that was that it's really good that I've decided to keep expanding my platform and not overly relying on one particular media as a way to, for exposure because that makes me vulnerable. I was thinking about somebody else I know who had a bad experience on another blogging platform and actually lost their followers and had to start over. That it's important for us to own our own email list, have our website, have our homepage, and, and not count on these other places as our home because things, as we keep learning, keep changing. So that was my big takeaway this week was kind of affirmation. <laughs> I, ha I feel like I've kind of always told people that, but I ride the fine line of like, I don't technically have a website, but I have my own website built through my mail list platform or landing pages or whatever. And, um, but you're right. It's, it's, it's the most important thing um, in that whole thing is that you should have your part of, you know, your business that you are in charge of. Right. Um, I work, I'm sure Tammy won't mind, but I VA for Tammy Lebrec, Newsletter Ninja, and she just got banned from Facebook for 30 days. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and that it was a personal thing, not a professional thing. And she's very vocal when it comes to politics and stuff like that. And so I know it had something to do with that and it really wasn't even that big of a deal, but you know, it can happen at any time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know somebody was banned as well. And she uses Facebook heavily to promote her brand. So um, that was vulnerable. I mean, she was vulnerable there for a while, because that was her major platform that she she's she works off of. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that was my big takeaway when I heard this change. It was like one more time, don't put all our eggs in one basket. It's easy to do. I mean, you feel like you have so little energy, you don't want to spread yourself very, very wide. But I think it's important, maybe, maybe not spread yourself wide, but at least be careful where you're devoting and your energy and be careful your exposure. That's, that's what I was thinking of is the, the, the level of exposure to one platform. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So what's your one thing this week? Um, the one thing I'm working on right now is like being more up to date and, um, 
intentional with our social media stuff. And so I will say that I do this like every couple of months. I'm like, I don't need Canva premium. I'm going to get rid of it. I don't need it. And then it never fails. I spend like an hour on there and I'm like, oh, I need all, like, I need all these. Okay. I'm going to sign back up again. <laughs> like <laughs> I need all these things. Uh-huh. I, it really is. And I know I'm sure a lot of people use it, but I know that I come up against hesitation and resistance to sign up. Like, do I really need the premium stuff? And to have the ability to make templates and save them so that you can just go in and like maybe change a color or a quote or something is really nice. Like I have our setup so that I, I have like, you know, for just, we have our templates and then we have them for this podcast. I have personal ones. I have ones for other people's businesses that I do because I'm being for a couple people now. And so it's really nice and you can save like their branding fonts and their branding colors so that I know if I go in and I put this template in, you know, Mm-hmm. Tammy's stuff it's already going to have her colors and stuff on the color board when I pull it up so it's just it's really nice to be able to keep everything organized and stuff like that and I think I kind of take it for granted like oh everybody uses Canva mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that don't use Canva at all but then also are just using like you know like the basic stuff so I would say if you're on the fence and I this is not an endorsement I don't get any money from them or anything <laughs> but if you're on the fence um you should sign up for canva premium um if you work at canva and you're listening i would love to endorse you (laughs) (laughs) now i use uh, adobe spark and i have to say i there's i've used canva premium as well and there's one difference that i don't care for on spark that i think they could easily adjust and that is to be able to drop in boxes and squares and circles and stuff they, they have mm-hmm. them available on Canva premium and then they're not as readily accessible. I'm sure they're there. I just need to find them. But yeah. but Spark does all the same things. I love it. It makes it makes it like a five minute deal or less. Seriously. Yeah. I just love that convenience. I think once you get into Canva and you figure it out, it is kind of like that for me. Um, but the, the one thing that I really love, well, now you can do short videos yes, and like slideshow presentations and stuff like that. And that's been fun to kind of play with, but just the access to all of the stock photos and all of the elements that they have. I think that's really like, I started doing um, social media, Instagram stuff for Tara Blair Ball. She was on our podcast mm-hmm. and um, just that having the ability to like put in little hearts and stuff because she's a remote uh a relationship coach so you know to kind of do those things and make her images stand out a little bit more I think is um is really cool so so in the next part of the segment we're gonna update you guys on our writing process and what's been going on um Carrie how was your week this week I didn't get as much editing, revising done as I want, but I had made a lot of game, a lot of movement. I, I spoke to a, um, and I'm excited because she's agreed to come on here and talk to us, but I spoke to Linda Joy Myers from uh, National Association of Memoir Writers. She's the president and I've had coached with her before. So my question was, does my book cover work? How's the back description? She worked with the project, the first draft, I mean, the raw first draft stuff. So she'd seen a bit of it and knew what it was about. And that was a really productive phone call. And the other one that I also spoke to was Robert Pym of San Francisco, an attorney who's a, he's a literary attorney. And he's also agreed to come on and speak to us. And he talked to me about the liability Uh, issues related to telling the story, which he said, actually, memoirs are the most uh, 
liable, they're, they're most risky stories to write. They're, they're, they're the what brings authors into court often. So it was really productive and I felt like, um, I felt like it was helpful. I, I got a lot of good things to think about. Um, you know, he's gonna work with me on this project and, and, and come on board. So that, that's really helpful. And I'm about, I'm about 30,000 words finished. Now, don't laugh at me, but I've discovered, for some reason, I was thinking of this. Don't book. say that, because that instantly makes me want to laugh. <laughs> well, for some reason, I thought of my book as being a four-act book. I don't know why I got that idea. It's not. It's a three-act. And so I'm perfectly at the third act. And now that I kind of like looked up that and started reading more about it, in fact, the, the um, attorney who is also a writer himself, so I think he's a writer, he knows a lot about writing, said, well, sometimes authors embellish to make stories fit the three acts. And I thought, oh, honey, I don't need to. Mine fits this perfectly. So, <laughs> right where I need to be, the third act started, the third act started. So I'm happy about that. So it's good. It's good. I, like I said, I wish to me, I always measure my success by how much I've written. So if mm -hmm. I didn't do much writing, even though I've done all this other stuff, I still feel like, well, yeah, but I didn't do much writing. I didn't do, but yeah, really, I, I really moved the, I moved the project along far. So that's good. Yeah. That's always good. Progress is progress. Right. Um, well, I had a very intense and kind of stressful and emotional week. And so uh, my goals are always, I want to blog every day. Which, man, I am so bad about hitting that goal. <laughs> but I try. I always try to post a blog post every day. And then, um, uh, which when I don't, I usually get hung up with the kids. Like, I'll start the outline process and all that stuff. And then I'll get hung up. And then it's like 8 p.m. And it's like, all right, do better tomorrow, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. um, but my other goal was to finish the outline of the last um kind of book that I wanted to put on my publishing schedule this year, which was um, uh, how to write serialized fiction. Mm -hmm. And so I have all these different projects. I was basically going to finish that outline and then pick the first project, project moving forward. And I did about um, nothing except for clean my house and keep my kids alive this week. <laughs> So, yeah, but you really and my that. other jobs I always I always put my VA jobs first like um you know because I have 20 hours um every week of VA work that I do for two clients so that always gets done and then it's kind of what's left over you know then it's the podcasts and so the podcasts get done and then it's my writing and so it's a little bit of a juggling act and the ball that gets dropped the most is my writing let me tell you <laughs> right right and isn't that the case you know, it's hard. It, it, it can feel like sometimes we prioritize it the last thing. And I'm not for sure we always should, but sometimes it, it kind of has to be, you know, like you said, the, your work has to come first. It has to get done. Can't stop the kids from needing what they need, you know, so it, it is tough to make time for writing. That's how I found it too. So, mm -hmm. but I did, I did pick the project that I want to work on first. And it, I'm really excited about all the, you know, the movement you're making with, um, your memoir and talking to this attorney and that we're going to be able to have these people on because that is my first project um is my memoir it's already outlined and that is my whole goal for the rest of the today after we talk on our podcast is to work on that book mm -hmm. um which means i'll probably get on canva and do the book cover that's probably what i will do <laughs> i mean let's be honest because that's easier this book is like it is emotionally intense i mean it's it's for those of you who don't know it's called girl get your shit together and it really just bases on you know 
every time I've hit rock bottom in my life and how I had to get back up and what lesson I learned. Um, and man, it sucks to really look at like your low points in life and be like, now nah, I'm going to write about this. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it is painful. And I, I appreciate hearing that because I know you've written fiction. Mm -hmm. um, and so to hear that this is a ex different kind of experience, but that's how it feels to me. It feels like I, I literally feel like I have to put a rope on me between me and the chair. And I have to then like pull the rope to get me into the chair to write. It's it, but, and I also have to keep my listening ear on to reflection. Like, for example, I was doing something in the kitchen today, making something, and I realized that I needed to add a piece to the story that it's missing that. And I have to go mm -hmm. back and put it in. And it's, you know, I have to always be like, it's like, it's like going through very painful things and you have to keep exploring it and letting it get bigger and bigger and bigger. But you're right. Oh man, that's painful. It's, like it's really hard. Cause it's, yeah, it's like chapter one, Ashley fucked up. Chapter two, <laughs> Ashley fucks up again. Chapter three, Ashley still hasn't learned her fucking lesson. Like, you know, like that's the whole book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, one of my uh, favorite writers is uh, Jenny Lawson, and she writes this book, um, Furiously Happy. And it is, it's, it's, you know, stories of her dealing with her mental health issues and all these different things. And it's a very moving book. It's one of my favorites. Um, and that book really transformed my life, like, um, during a really hard time. And I, that's what I know this book has the potential to do for other people. And so as hard as it is for me to sit my butt in the chair and do it, like, I know it needs to be done. Yeah. So, you know, it's just making the cover would be easier. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? Yeah, you know, in fact, something happened to me today and I wanted it. I want to say it to you as an encouragement. I, somebody made a list of the top 30 articles that impacted them mm -hmm. and they listed mine as the best and the final as a finale as the top wow. best and the finale and it was my discovery that I wrote last summer about being found out that I was autistic and um it's when those moments happen when you share something very vulnerable and risky like that and then you hear the impact it has on somebody else I'm feeling cheery that's that's what makes this work worth it oh yeah I mean if I wouldn't have gotten had those kinds of moments when I first started blogging, I would have stopped because I would have just thought I was telling embarrassing stories about myself and there was no reason to do it. But even I mean, that happens all the time. And even I posted one on Instagram, I wrote an article about, um, you know, for most single mothers, Mother's Day sucks. You know, and I wrote that and there was the very first comment on it was just thank you for this. That's all it said. And I, I took a screenshot and posted it. And I was like, you know what? the two hours that I spent on that article, that one comment, totally worth it. I don't even care if I made any money because, exactly. you know, and it's nice. And I always tell myself for the one person that left that comment, there's probably 10 more, Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? That didn't leave a comment. And so I always just kind of look at it like that. Like my writing is definitely worth it. Um, for sure. It's just, Oh, it's so humbling to look at all the bad shit you've done in your life and been like, okay, let's write this all down. And like, once it's in print, like you can't take that shit back. No, I know. <laughs> and that was what the attorney was reminding me to yesterday was like, once it's out there, girl, you cannot control what people do or don't do with it. But, but you know, one of the other comments I have about this experience that I'm so excited about why I just, I'm, I'm excited that you're doing this is that it will writing this will take will take a lot out of you but it will profoundly change you profoundly. yeah I I think so and um 
I, I really do. Like I'm, I'm excited to do it, even though it doesn't seem like if you're watching us on YouTube, I don't look that excited. <laughs> I am excited to do it, but it is, it's, it's, you know, it is, it's humbling and, and thinking about, um, you know, uh, I talked about the brick throwing incident, which if you have want any interest in that, um, listen to the girl, get your shit together podcast. And Tammy, the woman that I VA for, um, was like telling me about how she listened to that podcast. And I was like, that's kind of embarrassing because this is my professional side. But then I'm like, you know what? That shit follows you everywhere anyway. It's like, you know, so, oh, well. <laughs> no, yeah. But you, but look at who you are now. And, you know, exactly. Last 20 minutes, we're going to talk about author platform. What about it specifically? Um, so I really think that we should talk about, okay, so you brought up in your, you know, the first segment about, you know, you should have your own space and platforms are always changing. And you talked about how you should go, you know, as wide as you can or whatever. Um, and because I kind of have a disagreement (laughs) with that, um, I kind of wanted to just talk about that a little bit. So that sounds good. Well, it's not that, okay, so it's not that I think it's a bad strategy to be everywhere. I just think it's time consuming. And I feel like writers in the early stages of their career, I consider myself um, in the early stages of my career. And um, I think that we can get distracted too easily by doing all of the things that aren't the writing things. And I say that as like, you know, we've committed and you've done a much better job. You are much better at committing to something being like, okay, I'm going to make three, two or three TikToks a day. And then you've done it solid for like two months. And I just like occasionally try to be funny. So I just think I generally tell people when they're starting out one or two platforms. Now, when I say that, it's like, content created for one or two platforms. So like I create content for TikTok and I create content for Instagram and then I just repost that stuff everywhere. But I think that if you're trying to make like very specific content that's going to do really well on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, and you're not repurposing anything, then all you're going to do is make social media content and you're not going to ever write. Right. I agree. I don't disagree with you. I agree. Yeah, so we and, don't disagree. No, we don't disagree. In fact, what what I'm doing with the TikTok videos, and I've like even discovered a few things, is that I'm repurposing over to YouTube now allows for vertical shorts, mm-hmm. although they don't do a very good job of promoting them. I want to let you know that, and I don't think there's much of an audience there. You know, and you don't get any ads. Any there's no ads for it. But it, it, my thought was, well, it's another audience. Who knows who I'll hit? I might even if it gained one person, that's a gain. Then mm-hmm. also you can put them over on the Snapchat, Snapchat, Snapchat spotlight. <laughs> Try to say that five times. Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can be super careful with posting there because they can pick up TikTok, anything on TikTok, anything. Like even if you use an effect, they will disregard it and they will bump. They won't bump it out and deny it. But I have found a workaround. Workaround as you pull it into another. See, and I'm telling you how. Anyway, what I've discovered is that audience is different too. It doesn't really necessarily like what TikTok likes, 
But, but again, if I, even if I found a few people who see these videos, it doesn't hurt me to post there. And then the final place I post is on Instagram Reel. Um, I have discovered that my TikToks work really well on Instagram. So, you know, and I do write a short post that goes with them to kind of expand the topic. Um, but I agree because if I, I just told you that what I was doing isn't working in YouTube and isn't working at Snapchat. So if I wanted to sit there and figure out what would work on those, you're right. Then I'd have to create different content that wouldn't work elsewhere. And then that'd be, I just don't have the time. So I also think, and you and I have talked about this, Ashley, the importance of knowing where is your audience? Is my audience on YouTube and Snapchat? I know it's probably not on Snapchat. Probably not. That's, I think those are kids and kids are not going to be buying. No, it's not, not, not just kids, but it's, it's like um, a lot of people use Snapchat for to sell premium content. So they'll have like a Snapchat handle and you have to like pay them a monthly subscription or whatever. Um, it's kind of like saying your audience is not on OnlyFans because the OnlyFans people and the Snapchat people are kind of the same people. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so I, I know that it's probably, you know, a bit pissing up a wall, probably not doing much for me. But like I said, if I gain one or two people, if I find them, oh, well, yay. I do get some views. Some some will get views, maybe 200. Am I getting paid for it? No, I'm not getting paid for it. But but it doesn't hurt to like repurpose and post. That's where my philosophy is. If I'm already posting across, I can keep posting. My ideal goal, and I'm not blogging at the moment, is to blog something and then and then to repurpose that into multiple days worth of content and then put that out everywhere. And, you know, if I'm blogging and I'm not an everyday blogger, I will never be an everyday. I don't. OK, I know I'm admitting something to the public, but I don't really actually like blogging. It's not my heart. So which is <laughs> is that a surprise? But um, so I'm I've only ever been one of these people who do like two a week or so, two or three a week. Um, and so if I can get a whole week's worth out of two or three blogs a night, it's very feasible to do that. Um, and I actually miss, I love being on social media. To me, it's fun being on these platforms because I enjoy the engagement a lot. So you're right. I have to keep myself in check or I could be there all day easily, easily. I'm there all day and I don't really even get that much engagement. <laughs> engagement I, and I like the engagement um yeah Instagram engagement is fun uh, but TikTok's engagement is real I really enjoy that when that happens especially around the lives which you're now going to be able to do so it'll be interesting as you start to develop because you start to develop your fans you start to know learn who they are because they keep showing up or keep like liking your stuff and it's cool to get to know these people like the, you start to develop relationships with them and that, that's just so much fun yeah I think I'm actually going to do my first one today oh. I haven't done one yet yeah, I've been able to do it for like a week now, and I've just been too scared. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm like, I have a thousand follower, like I don't know, a thousand fourteen or something, and I'm like, nobody knows who I am. I'm like, <laughs> like what's yeah, the point of this? <laughs> right. Lately, for me, my followings have been super small to no one for the last couple. No one's showed, so you have mm -hmm. to be prepared for that and not take it personal. But it it is what it is. But it's do you know me? take everything personal <laughs> <laughs> but i do agree that going that it, that it, it like you were even talking about your memoir it is easy writing is hard work i was talking to somebody this week about writing and this person said they'd never finished a project that mm -hmm. it was super hard to finish a project and i have to say uh writing is right up there as one of the 
the most difficult jobs because it takes initiative, self-initiative and self-discipline. And without that, oh man, you won't get anywhere. So most of us, you know, we show up at a job and our boss tells us what we have to do and we do what he says. Mm -hmm. We don't have to tell ourselves. We don't have to make ourselves do it. We don't set our own goals. We don't, you know, it's just, we just show up. With this, you have to do all of it. You have to tell yourself what needs to be done, tell yourself what the timeline is, make sure it's reasonable, and then be the one that actually does the hard work. It's just difficult. Yeah, it's one of those things where a lot of people, now that there's a lot of people that work from home, because of COVID and stuff, um, you know, it's, it's definitely, I get less questions about, you know, what do you do when I'm like, oh, I work from home. That's all I say. Cause like everybody does now, but it's still very different. People tend to compare like what they do. Um, like my sister works for Wells Fargo. She does like loan collection or something from home. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's not, I mean, yes, you work from home, but that's not the same thing as what I do because I am my only boss. And I, if I, tell myself shit's not gonna get done today then it's not getting done today like you still have a boss it's like you have to do this and I I don't have that like I have to have my own self-discipline which is really hard when you have ADD right so (laughs) yeah no it's 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 hard work it's really hard work I I love it I wouldn't want to be doing anything else but it isn't something for everybody that's for sure and anyone who says that oh that's easy anybody could do it and I know they have not tried (laughs) yeah uh, yeah. And it's like, well, it's just one of those things. I wouldn't want it any other way either. Like I wouldn't want to do anything else, but there are some days where I don't want to do it this either. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, we've made a change to our writers community. Do you want to let people know about that? That, uh, what's so that how to do it? Oh yeah. So in the link to our writers community or, um, in the link in the show notes to our writers community, um, it goes to our discord because it's free. We just kind of opened it up for everybody. Um, we were doing like a, a monthly subscription through Patreon, um, but it's just not, um, it's something we want to offer to everybody and not have it be such like a, a closed group. And especially cause you know, times are still tough. We're still in a pandemic. So um, it's something that I'm excited to offer to everyone in our audience for free. Yeah, it's a great way to network, but also to go mm-hmm. and get some help uh learn about a whole variety of things we do talk about making vertical videos what we're doing on that but we also share a bit about our writing journey sometimes we do check-ins and goal setting uh we talk about branding as well so it's if you'd like to meet other writers in the same heading towards the same goal of publishing whether it's self-publishing or traditional i think it's an awesome community to be a part of yep and carrie and i are both there Mm -hmm. um so it's a great place if you have um some questions to kind of leave a post and so we can see it yeah great way to meet us yeah right we are really cool you want to meet us (laughs) (laughs) and we have a still a few openings left for february's retreat in the caribbean on playa del carmen so if that's something you might be interested in you'll want to check out the show notes about that as well yep the links to that is in the show notes and spots are limited and they are filling up so if you're interested do not hesitate (laughs) yeah yeah All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening this week and we will see you guys next week. Bye guys. Bye.